and radiation that began in May. She says she'd put off a mammogram because of COVID. Weekly jobless claims have dropped to a new pandemic low. 310,000 filed for the first time last week. S&P futures down one. This is CBS News. Fever is the key symptom for both the flu and COVID. The Exergen Temporal Scanner is essential to detect fevers early and reliably. Learn more at exergen.com. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, eatups, and hurryups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards Program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. Microband 24 protects against Staphylococcus aureus and Enterobacter aerogenes bacteria, but does not provide 24-hour protection against viruses. Every time you touch a surface, you leave behind bacteria. Use Microband 24 sanitizing spray to keep surfaces sanitized all day. Spray on hard surfaces to kill 99.9% of bacteria and viruses initially, including the virus that causes COVID-19. Microband 24 keeps killing bacteria for 24 hours, touch after touch. When used as directed, Microband 24, touch after touch, it doesn't give up. They're switching things up on Wheel of Fortune. Host Pat Sajak has taken his final spin. He's not going anywhere, but Deadline reports he's just not doing the final spin towards the end of the show. And that sound means time is running out. So I'll get the wheel of final spin. Sajak spins the wheel to decide the final value on consonants, but he says he never really felt right determining the outcome. Spin the wheel. So when the new season starts, a contestant will take the wheel. More bonuses and prizes are also up for grabs. As for Pat and Vanna, they're both signed on to stay with Wheel till at least 2024. Monica Ricks, CBS News. A Hollywood star steps up from movie houses struggling to stay afloat during the pandemic. We come to this place for magic. Nicole Kidman's featured in a new $25 million ad campaign for AMC. She walks through an empty theater in a sparkly pantsuit, takes a seat, and extols the virtues of the big screen. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Are you a true crime super fan? Join award-winning 48 Hours correspondent Aaron Moriarty on the My Life of Crime podcast. Name the 2021 Digiday Best podcast. Each episode pulls you straight into the investigations, including a New York City after party gone horribly wrong, a cold-blooded teen killer looking for a retrial, and more. Season 3 coming this fall. Follow My Life of Crime on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Vaccines are not enough, and accurate thermometers are essential for everyone. COVID is once again a major concern, and fever is the key symptom for both the flu and COVID. An accurate thermometer, like the Exergen Temporal Scanner, is essential to detect fevers early and reliably. Studies have shown that non-contact thermometers are ineffective and therefore dangerous as they create a false sense of security. Exergen is working with a single focus to ensure that everyone who needs an accurate thermometer can purchase one. Learn more at exergen.com. These days, we're all doing a lot more virtually, which is why at Ohio Health, we've expanded our virtual care options and availability to make it even easier to get safe expert care at home. That includes virtual visits with over a thousand trusted providers in every medical specialty. Learn more about our virtual health options at ohiohealth.com slash virtual health. If you think you are beaten, you are. 
If you think you dare not, you don't. If you think you'd like to win, but you can't, it's almost a cinch you won't. Life's battle doesn't always go to the stronger or faster man, but sooner or later, the person who wins is the one who thinks he can. Single game tickets on sale now at Bengals.com. It's time for conference games, and the Athens Bulldogs host the Alexander Spartans at Joe Burrow Stadium this week. Athens Bulldog Football on the radio is sponsored by Stop and Cop, c Hardware and Outdoors, Matthews Insurance, Pitcock Glass, Brony's Alumni Grill, Integrated Services, Wendy's of Athens, Don Otto's, Steak and Shake, Larry's Doghouse, and Siemens Grocery. Athens goes for its first win of the season, and you can hear all the action on 970 AM, 97.1 FM, or online at 970WATH.com. Ready to check home ownership off your bucket list, but worried you can't afford it? The Ohio Housing Finance Agency is here to help. We offer down payment assistance and discounted interest rates to recent Ohio college grads, teachers, nurses, veterans, and more. Not a first-time homebuyer? We've got a program for you, too. Find out if you qualify at myohiohome.org. That's myohiohome.org. Homeownership. Ready when you are. Sponsored by the Ohio Housing Finance Agency, aired by the OAB and this station. A new season is the perfect time to change up your look. And luckily, 21 Days of Beauty is happening now at Ulta Beauty. Snag daily beauty steals of 50% off the must-haves from brands like It Cosmetics and Benefit. And discover new gotta-have-it launches from brands like Jaclyn Cosmetics and Tula. Experience the thrill of finding new faves during beauty's biggest event. But hurry, this event ends September 18th. Shop in-store, online, or try curbside pickup today. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Today, I'm taking it to the streets to give people the good news. Oh, excuse me. Hi. I'm Flo from Progressive. Did you know? Sorry, who? Flo. You know, I do commercials. Oh, okay. I stream TV and radio. You know, no annoying ads. Okay, hurtful. But did you know Progressive's Name Your Price tool lets you choose options based on your budget? Wait, you're not going to use this in your commercial, are you? Well, we were hoping to. Because I don't really want to contribute to the constant barrage of advertising that adds to the cognitive dissonance, which is in my... I'm the right next person. (laughs) Get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Integrated Services uh, is constantly seeking partnerships. How can I have a meaningful relationship with primary care providers so that we can take care of our shared community of people that need support? We've grown exponentially, and I really see the next five to ten years being a similar story. The opportunities are endless. Get the facts every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM, WATH. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Sixty-one degrees outside. Man, it is a beautiful morning. A lot of thick fog in certain areas. Uh, make sure you're using your headlights and don't forget to turn them back off once you get where you're going. Lest you uh, have a little trouble starting your car later in the day. Special edition today. We're going to meet Amy O'Reilly. She's a pharmacist and uh, owner of a drugstore up in my hometown of Worthington.
see here. Let me get all my buttons just right. Scott, help me. Let's see. There we go. Good morning, Amy. Morning. Oh, oh there you are. Hi. Good morning. Welcome. Listen, uh, it's a beautiful day here. I assume it's uh, the same up there in my hometown of Worthington, right? Yes, it's a perfect, you know, sunny, lately crisp air. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, listen, um, you know, um, this COVID thing, we're going to get into just, we want to learn all about you. And, uh, but, you know, the thing you're really concerned about is COVID, and aren't we all? Um, I've been keeping statistics for several, almost several years now. I'm up to 60,000 entries um, on this spreadsheet. And so I have it broken down by the world, the United States, Ohio, and Athens County. And uh, I keep the day, every day at 2 o'clock, I update these, these uh, statistics, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're up there in Franklin County in Columbus and then more specifically Worthington. You own a drugstore. And if, I, if I've got it right here, you, you, you established this store in uh, 2017. So, what, five, almost five years ago, right? Yep, almost five years ago now. Now, um, let's just back up a notch. Where where were you raised? Um, so I was raised a little bit of everywhere, but um, I graduated high school from the Youngstown area. Okay, and your parents' backgrounds? What what did they you know, like? What was your dad's profession and your mom's profession? That sort of thing. Um, my dad is a corporate executive and my, my mom was a stay at home mom for most of my childhood. Um, and then she got into real estate. Uh Uh-huh. And, and you have brothers and sisters? Yep. I have a younger brother and a younger sister. Mm -hmm. Um, so now this, um, let's see. So Youngstown. All right. Now. Did you, um, at what point in your life did you say, you know, I'd like to be a pharmacist? What, what, you know, what, honestly, what? it wasn't until I was in pharmacy school that I really knew I wanted to be a pharmacist. No kidding. I was, uh, yeah. <laughs> really? Uh Yeah, so when I, you know, when you're in high school and you're looking at all the colleges, you know, uh, I I happened to stumble upon Ohio Northern, mm-hmm. and I, at the time, I thought that I wanted to be uh, an attorney, and they had this great dual pharmacy law program. Yes. And I was, being the, you know, overachiever that I am, I thought, oh, great, I can do both. You know, that'll be so cool. And I, I got into there and got into pharmacy school and really found that um, the, the profession of pharmacy was a much better fit for me um, just from the way that it enables you to, to serve people and and really help help people on a daily basis. So I stuck with that. Well, folks, let me just give you a little background. Ohio Northern University is up in Ada, Ohio which is real near Van Wert. Now, my dad was born in Van Wert, 
and he then went on to Ohio Northern University and uh, later was a trustee on their board of trustees, Fred Palmer. Now, what is Ohio Northern? It is 2,800 students today, 2,814 to be exact. Uh, the largest course of study is uh, arts and sciences. They have 37% of their students in that. But their second largest is pharmacy. And 27%, or 747 students today, are involved in that. Then you go on down business. Let's see, engineering is uh, third, business administration is fourth, and last is law. 5% of their students involved in that, 148 students. So you thought a law and pharmacy thing would be cool, right? I, I did, yes. Now, um, I don't think I've ever met anybody that's done both of those. Uh, why did you think there would be a linkage there? Um, I thought, you know, there might be an opportunity to really specialize. Um, you know, this was before I realized that I'd have to take, you know, boards and the bar yeah, sure. and <laughs> all the other exams <laughs> that go with that. Right. Um, so I've met a couple of people that do it, uh, but, you know, for me, ultimately, pharmacy was really just a better fit for, for who I am, um, which college is kind of a nice time to learn, learn some things about yourself to hopefully find that out. Now, pharmacy, you can have a, 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 what am I trying to say, a degree, you can have a master's degree, you can have a doctoral degree. When Are most pharmacists, when we go into a drugstore, uh, the one really behind-the-counter uh, packaging things and everything, are most of them, most of them hold a doctorate? Yeah, so everyone since, I believe it's the year 2000, has gotten a doctorate. Um, so, yeah, a lot of the people that you talk to today actually have a doctoral degree in pharmacy. Well, uh, again, Ohio Northern is well known for that. Listen, um, okay, so, you know, um, my kids are grown they're all in their 40s and late 40s even. Um, when, when, but I have a couple neighbor kids who recently have been considering what school they're going to go to. And like one, mm -hmm. one finally wanted, finally picked Columbia. And then another one picked, well, anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, what, did you consider some other schools as well? Yeah, um, I looked at Ohio State and Miami and a couple of other colleges. Now, over in Athens here, whenever the word Miami comes up, we go boo-hiss. <laughs> you see, that's an arch-rival sort of thing. But uh, Ohio State, they do have a big program in pharmacy and a good one. What? Um, mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> let me, you know, let's, let's try one other angle here. If you hadn't become a pharmacist, what other careers might you have chosen? You know, that's an interesting question. Um, I joke a lot that I think I would have been a really good engineer um, because I love 
math and to problem solve. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that problem solving component is one that comes in handy in pharmacy a lot because we, we're constantly trying to find the best therapies for patients that fit their personal situation. Um, so engineering. Yeah, I think so. Nothing else, eh? But that's... Uh, I, I could have been a really good event planner, too. Oh, well, that takes a lot of talent, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of attention to detail, you know? Yes. Well, listen, let's, let's finally get back to the point, and that is pharmacy. Um, when I think of Worthington, I think of Long Drugstore. Did the, do you know that uh, name? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It was there when I was a child, and it was quite an institution. I don't know, even know if it still exists. Um, it I, doesn't. I I also think of Nicholas Drugstore, Jack Nicholas's family, the golfer. Yep, his uncle. Yeah. Yep. And um, I used to get my hair cut right down there in the barbershop next to it. <laughs> uh-huh. And, um, oh, well, anyway, I could start reminiscing about that neighborhood, but I won't. So um, what uh, what brought you to start a brand-new pharmacy? Um, and and I, I'm going to guess you started it by yourself or your family maybe helped. Um, yeah, so I, I actually purchased an existing store and, okay. and set it up in Worthington, but I guess ultimately for me, you know, I, the road that led me there was that I wanted the ability to really create, um, meaningful patient interactions right. and really, really talk to people. Um, and I feel like so often that gets lost in the shuffle of, you know, trying to get scripts out the door. So um, well, I the, really wanted to be able to to set it up to to have people know me and know their pharmacist and and really use us as a resource in the community. Well, that takes more people because somebody's got to shuffle those things out, right? Yep. So yep. You, you tend to be more the one um, I'm going to say at the counter who can, as people arrive, uh, you know, someone can check them in and out. But if someone's got questions, then you're there to to talk to them, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. I um, I try to know everyone by name when they walk in the store. Wow. Um, yeah. I think it just it makes you feel a little more comfortable, and you're more willing to talk talk through whatever's going on, so we can make sure that that your your drugs are doing what they're supposed to, which is you know, helping you to live a healthier life. Um, down here in Athens, we have a, a, a new company that has started, RQX, I think it is, and um, they make compounds and mm-hmm. um, and some other things. And I'm told that's kind of the up-and-coming thing in pharmacy. Um and, and explain what that might mean to our audience. So, 
Um, when we talk about compounding medication, what um, and what all pharmacists are trained to do um, is to be able to take a medication and let's say for you individually, you need a specific, but let's say actually for a little kid, that's the best kind of example. You know, they can't always swallow tablets or capsules. And so your compounding pharmacy can can create a liquid out of a medication that would enable them to swallow it. Um, and they can do all kinds of specialty dosing, specialty um, like forms of medication. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really cool. I I love compounding. Um, we don't we don't do it at my store, but I think it's um, it's it's fun, honestly, to to be able to create something from scratch that will will help a patient. Do you do you like uh, pets, dogs, and and cats and things? Mm-hmm. Yep, you can compound medications for for animals yeah. as well. Uh, we've had to do that for uh, one of ours, and uh, just just for on a temporary basis to get them over something, right? And mm-hmm. uh, yep, and it's um, it's really kind of a neat thing, and and it's something I hadn't heard about until oh five or six years ago, I guess. Well, um, let's let's turn to the the real issue at hand. That would be COVID. Now, I see that uh, you folks at O'Reilly Family Pharmacy up in Worthington, you have Moderna and Johnson and Johnson. Um, now, is there, you know, is there a reason for that, or why, um, why don't you have all three or four? I guess there's three. Uh, in other words, yeah, F- Pfizer as well. Um, um, so we've given all three vaccines at some point or another. Okay. Um, the reason we don't have all three is just that we don't do enough doses on a daily basis to, to justify having that much stock. Um, so... Be- because Pfizer make... requires the extra cold situation, you mean? It's hard to keep in stock? Uh, no, you can keep it in the fridge, actually, for um, for 30 days. So that's not a problem. Okay. It's, it's more that there's no reason for me to have, you know, hundreds of doses in my fridge if I'm not going to use them okay. quickly. Um, I well, wanted to make sure that there's enough in the community. So let me ask, uh, does this somehow suggest you have a preference? No. Okay. Um, yeah, no, not not in the slightest. Um, we, like I said, we've given all of the vaccines. I think they're all safe and effective. Um, it just depends on which one we were able to order in at the time. So, um and then we we go through our stock, and then we'll order more in. You know, I saw a picture of your building. It's it's quite unique, and I re- remember it. Um, it was about four doors away from what I recall as uh, my family doc, which was Doctor Frederick Schaefer. 
Does that name mean anything to you? It does not. Okay. Well, don't worry about it. But he was an osteopathic physician, and um, he was very proud of the osteopathic college when it opened down here at Ohio University some years ago. But, um, Mm -hmm. oh, he was a great guy. I miss him. Well, let's let's keep going here now. Um, in the United States, um, it says sixty-five point one three percent have received at least one dose of the vaccine. Let's say we're. I'll change that from one dose to have started the vaccine. Um, here in Ohio, 52.52% of our people living in this state have, have at least started the vaccine. Now, why is it that um, I, I, I know some very close friends who refuse to take it? They're scared of it. Um, how do you justify that in your head? You know, I think that's true of a lot of people. They're, you know, COVID itself is such still such a new thing, and there's so much, you know, bad information or questions about, you know, everything. Um, so I think a lot of people are, are scared. Um, so I guess, you know, to those people, my message is always just that, you know, vaccines are really the best way to keep yourself safe. They're, they're keeping people out of the hospital. They'll, you know, they're preventing deaths from COVID. Um, and so I just really try and, I try and open the door to that conversation and just see you know, why are you scared? Is there a specific mm-hmm. uh, topic, you know, or thing, problem that we can talk through um, and just try to share, you know, good information about about why vaccines are so important? And yet it seems like they're very polarized. Uh, have, you, have you personally counseled someone and then they decided okay I'll do it you know what I mean it it seems like if they're against it they're really against it <laughs> yeah I I mean I think that's that's definitely true um I've I've had those conversations a lot my um my parents actually are are un, haven't gotten vaccinated yet and Oh, so wait a minute. I, I got to dig into that. Did you say your parents have not? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, so it's just constantly having that conversation with them. You know, I I just keep the door open and talk to them about, you know, what what is it that, that makes you hesitant, um, you know, and... My mom was talking the other day that, you know, she thinks that she's pretty healthy. Um, and so she thinks, you know, she doesn't really need it. 
Um, and so I was talking to her about, you know, how, you know, even healthy people have, have died from coronavirus. Yes. But when we have, you know, those that are vaccinated, you know, we, we really have a, a really high percentage of people that stay out of the hospital that don't, that don't die. Um, I think, I think the stat I saw recently was like 95% of, to 99% of the people that are currently, um, you know, dying from coronavirus are unvaccinated. So, you know, that tells a pretty compelling story. Yes. The um, let's take just our county now. You're accustomed to Franklin County, where there's, you know, over a million people living there. But um, we have sixty-five thousand people down here. Um, give or take a few, depending on the student body and everything. Uh, the first date of a case down here was March seventh of last year, so a year and a half ago. Um, yesterday, well, no, no, let's go to cases. So far, 6,282 cases have been, have occurred here, um, since it began, which is almost 10% of our population. Um, now that 10%, 9% factor pretty much holds up. Uh, as you look up and down, whether it's world or U.S. or Ohio or Athens. Um, 5,366 people, that's 85% of those that have gotten it, ha are now recovered. 61 deaths in our county. Uh, presently, 233 in the hospital. And one last fact, there were 53 new cases yesterday. Uh, that's on the rise again. And it's, the, again, this, um, well, the Delta thing, right? That um, mm -hmm. is uh, kicking it back up again. State of Ohio. We got 11.7 million people here. Uh, in the state of Ohio, it it started um, a week earlier than Athens, March 1st of 2020. The first case, that is. Yesterday in the state, 6,823 new cases. Um, the cases since it began in our state, 1,268,841. Currently active, that means currently active right now, 9% of them, or 9%, um, well, I'll just do it, 116,875 people are with COVID this moment in Ohio. Now, here I got a little more information. So 8,995 are in ICU situations serious cases another 58,444 are in a hospital but not in the ICU unit or ward or whatever they call it mm -hmm. one 
1.151, so 1,151,966 have recovered. That's 90.79% have recovered of those that have gotten it thus far. I could keep going with this stuff. Oh, statewide deaths. <laughs> I need to do that, of course. 21,020 as of yesterday. So 1.6% of those that got it died in our state. Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting to see the median age. It, it, it stood at 40 for the longest time. And just the other, I'm sorry, at 41. And just the other day it changed to 40. And that's, of course, because the development of a vaccine for the younger people uh, took much longer to, to test out, right? So, um, so yeah, the, the, ki- the kids, the 12 to 17, um, took a little bit longer for it to get approved, yes. But now... Tell me, you're a pharmacist. Can you vaccinate any child? I can vaccinate. Uh, with the Pfizer vaccine, we can vaccinate anyone that's over the age of 12. 12. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, I don't recall looking at the studies to see how many people under 12 have caught the disease. Do you know anything about that? Are babies? I don't have any statistics. Are the super young more resilient to it? Um, I think what they had seen was that it it wasn't as severe in the very young, um, you know, kind of through the course of the disease. But, of course, you know, we we don't really want anyone to be infected if we can avoid it. So, you know, for those, for those younger kids that can't be vaccinated, you know, hand washing, social distancing, mask wearing is, are great options. I came across a paragraph that I printed for this morning. Uh, it said, uh, this is a day old. More than 70 children with the coronavirus were inpatients at Ohio's six children's hospitals Tuesday morning. The highest number seen since the beginning of the pandemic. Officials said, Mm -hmm. um, let's see, public health advocates continue to stress the importance of adult vaccinations to protect children unable to get inoculated themselves. Um, Seventy children. So like Children's Hospital downtown in Columbus. But there's uh, Mm -hmm. there's. Five other children's hospitals in the state of Ohio. Between them, they had 70 cases Tuesday of young children. Wow. Scary. It is. As a mom of three, I can tell you that that's terrifying to imagine your kid in the ICU. Yeah. So... You know, that's why my husband and I made sure that we were vaccinated as soon as as it was available to us. You know, I, I can't remember. Did I ask your husband's occupation? 
Uh, he did not. He's an attorney. Okay. Actually. Um. Well, was he Ohio Northern as well? Uh, no, he went to the University of Dayton for undergrad and then went to Cincinnati for law school. Okay, cool. Well, mm-hmm. so what, what, what's your take on this whole thing? You know, here I have a, a Ph.D. in pharmacy on my show this morning. It's great to have you, Amy. And what, what, do, you, what do you think? We go to the pharmacy every fall, and we get, uh, let's see, pneumonia. We get, um, what's that? Flu. The flu shot. We get, um, oh, there's a half dozen things we get. I, I'm 72. So, okay. <laughs> so you've probably gotten shingles. Yes. Pneumonia. Yes. Flu. All that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't think a thing of it. And um, and then you go out to dinner afterwards and, uh, you know, or shop more in the store where you got it. Um what, what, why? Why are we so um, unaccepting of this? these vaccines that have been very thoroughly tested? I have a former daughter-in-law who was the head of Johnson & Johnson's project. Um, and out, out, she was, well, anyway, um, and still is the head of it. The vaccine. Um, yeah. I don't understand why, when I know the what processes they go through. Why are we so yeah. scared? And they are very, you know, in-depth, rigorous processes um, that these vaccines went through, and and there were there were thousands, tens of thousands of people in the studies. And now we've given, you know, hundreds of millions of doses. So uh, there's really, we have a lot of information about these vaccines. And, you know, it, it makes me really confident then when I say that, that they are safe and that they are effective. And, you know, they, they work, they work, they do their job. You know, and and the best way that we can can keep our loved ones safe and especially our kids is for everyone that can get vaccinated to to be vaccinated. Now, do you have any um, kids under twelve? I do. I have a three-year-old, an almost two-year-old, and a seven-month-old. Oh, they're all under twelve. Yeah, all, yeah. all three. <laughs> Okay, so what what's what are you hearing about that? As far as the vaccine goes? Well, you know, is there something in the works that is supposed to be designed for the younger youngest group? Yeah, I know they're they're working on on that. Um I think, you know, in the meantime, the the best thing we can do is that you know, we we get vaccinated, and then, you know, for those that can't be vaccinated, you know, keeping social distancing, you know, avoiding crowds, washing our hands consistently, it's really the, the best thing we can do for them until that's available. 
So if I say Bobcats, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. The Ohio University Bobcats had their first home game last Saturday at 7 p.m. Um, I sit up in a what they call the towers section. And um, we took guests. And uh, very few people were wearing a mask. Of course, it was outside. I glanced mm-hmm. behind me, and our head of our health department and his wife were not wearing get a mask. <laughs> um, you know, we, I, I'm the one of the top guys with AEP sits right next to me, and um, uh, his family very comfortable. They're all vaccinated and everything. Um, it's 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 um you know we just have to trust one another to some degree um yeah my wife was a bit uncomfortable she um i think she wore her mask most of the game and she was seated uh, we finally changed seats because she was seated right next to someone who she didn't know. They were obviously guests mm-hmm. of somebody um, who was not masked, and she just didn't know anything about him. She was just getting a little nervous. So yeah. um, I said, well, switch seats. I'll sit there. And we did. Um, what... what um, I don't know. We love to socialize, and it's really made it difficult to do so completely at ease. Yes. Uh, I have had that same feeling that your wife had, you know, many, many times. And I think one of the nice things about being vaccinated is that I feel a little more comfortable because they work so well. Um, you know, I still, if I'm going to be in a large crowd, I'll still wear my mask, um, or, you know, just kind of try and keep some of those social distancing things. But it's part of the reason that I'm passionate about the more people we can get vaccinated, the, you know, less number of times we have to have those, you know, feelings of like, oh. You know, am I putting myself at risk by being here? I can remember as a child, we had this big thing crop up of polio. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, let's see here. Amy, forgive me. How old are you? Um, 32. Okay. I got you beat by a lot. Okay. So you, <laughs> you would not have gotten through this. Uh, although no. you've had polio vaccines, of course. Uh, everybody has now um, but there uh, I my family attended Worthington Presbyterian Church right there on the square um, mm-hmm. there was a Sunday set up when and I'm guessing golly Scott I don't know was maybe I was eight maybe I don't know when it was but there was a Sunday where um, 
right after church, everybody went down to the Worthington High School, uh, where I graduated from in 67. Um, and we went into the gymnasium, and they had these air injection shot units, right? Mm-hmm. And you just stood in a line, and then you walked up, and then eventually it was you, and they put it up to your both your arms, and and then you walked on. And but you know you were dressed up for church like people did back then, and uh, yeah, seeing that crowd at one time being um, I've forgotten the term. Well, Amy, I'm back. Listen, um, that's that's funny. First of all, we've had some problem lately with the EAS system, and um, but so I'm really glad it worked. And uh, the other thing is, it was supposed to happen yesterday, (laughs) (laughs) or else I had my dates wrong. But anyway, I'm glad it worked. So let's see. I was talking about uh, this mass um, inoculation, whatever the term is, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't recall people saying, "Oh, I'm not going to get that. I'm scared of that." Uh, they just all went and did it, and boom! It was polio was a thing of the past. Yeah, I think uh, part of that is a product of the the mass amount of information that's available now. Um, You know, last week I went to buy a playset for my kids and it took me like six hours to look at all the different ones that were available and check the prices and figure out what I want, read the reviews, you know. Um, And I think, you know, some of that is what's going on with vaccines. and so I think it's important that people talk to, you know, trusted healthcare providers like their pharmacist about, you know, what what information they're reading and what questions they have and and really and talk to, you know, talk to your pharmacist about about why you should be vaccinated and and why that is the right choice for you personally. Um I didn't. Uh, I didn't do that. Uh, we had a, a Pfizer, the two-step process, three weeks apart, was mm-hmm. uh, what was was what the county health department was offering, and um, they did it in mass um, over a period of um, weeks, 
and and now they'll be doing it again with the uh, the third update thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I I trust our health department to, um, and 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 Jim uh, Dick Gaskell's been on the show. He's um, a doctor, and he's the head of our health department. Uh, Doc Gaskell says they're all good. Yes. And um, I, he he says if you have a personal preference, do it. Because none of them are weaker. No, that, I don't want to go that way. They all are good. Let's just leave it at that. Yes. Okay. I I totally agree. So let's let's uh, let's take this a little bit further about. Um, the late. Uh, do you have any guidance on booster shots for the all of us who have already been vaccinated? So they have not released the guidance yet on booster shots. Okay. Um, I think that that information is coming. I know that they've submitted it to the FDA for it to be reviewed. Um, so we're we're waiting to hear on on what that guidance is going to look like. Let's see here. Another phrase I came across: science-based facts about COVID-19 yes. vaccines and their efficacy against the virus and its variants. Yes. What's so one of the things uh, that I, w- I would love to tell you about for a second is, you know, just when when we say science-based facts, what, what we mean is I was actually trained as part of my as part of my doctorate, to, to to read and analyze studies in the same way that, like, a lawyer would, would review a contract, you know, to really look at the details to make sure that it's not biased in any way to see, you know, did they run the right statistics? Mm-hmm. You know, how many people were in there? How was it set up? Who was it funded by to really take all of those, you know, aspects into account? And so that when I make a recommendation, I can say, you know, from a from a analytical standpoint, you know, these facts hold true. And so when we talk about, you know, vaccines being, you know, evidence-based, that's what we're talking about, you know, that that they've gone through multiple peer-reviewed, you know, opportunities for people like me to really dig deep into the information that they presented and to make sure that, that they they really hold true and that they are, you know, that they are safe, that they are effective, that, you know, that we can recommend them to... To other people what um, how do you think the Delta variant has changed the course of the COVID-19 epidemic overall or pandemic rather um, so the, the Delta variant is you know is pretty serious it's 
it's more contagious and and more infectious and but but just like with the other strains the vaccines do a great job of protecting people against them you know current current data suggests that the covid vaccines that are authorized provide protection against most of the variants that are currently spreading in the US one of the and remember i'm just a a radio station owner i don't I don't have any knowledge in this stuff. But just from a statistical point of view, um, even though it's really scary, any of this stuff, uh, be it um, uh, what I'm trying to say, Delta or whatever it was before, um, it does seem to me that the number of deaths as a result of the Delta is fewer, are fewer, but it's still hell to go through. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's just, I, I, I think that's my observation from these numbers that I work with every day. Well, and I think that that that's probably partially reflective of the number of people that have been vaccinated. I see. Well, you know, we're we're getting near the end of the show. Do you have any personal beliefs regarding pandemics and the likeliness that there may be more down the road? You know, is this something we need to now be worried about for some time, or is this kind of a fluke that every 80 or 100 years is going to happen. I think that that's always a possibility and that the best thing that we can do is, you know, kind of put our best foot forward and and get vaccinated and and take safety measures to to prevent the spread of COVID-19. It must drive you nuts that you have someone close to you that is still worried about taking it. Um, you know, I I take it as a personal challenge. Yeah. To, <laughs> yeah. to just continue that conversation in a meaningful way. Well, listen, I've enjoyed talking to you, and um, I wish great success for your store and continue to counsel people about, uh, you know, prescriptions and medications and healthcare and all that sort of thing. Uh, you know, I think even in the general line of medications, there are there are certain ones that you really worry about, don't you? I mean, I always want medications to be safe for the people that are taking them and to work for patients. So I work really hard to make sure that that people understand their prescriptions. Sure. And feel comfortable with their health. Well, Amy, thanks for joining us. And um, keep up the good work. And if something new pops up, uh, reach out to me and we'll be happy to air your thoughts, okay? I will. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Sure. All right. Well, um, Amy O'Reilly, owner of... uh, and pharmacist, head pharmacist at O'Reilly Family Pharmacy up in Worthington. Scott, what'd you think? Well, it was a very informative show. 
and uh, she certainly has impressive credentials yeah. with the Ph.D. in pharmacy at, uh, what was it, Ohio Northern? Ohio Northern, yes. Yeah, some things that people might be interested in knowing, especially, you know, folks that uh, have maybe their yearly vaccinations coming up uh, with the flu shot vaccines for uh, pneumonia, shingles, etc. cetera. Yeah. Two as a reminder that if you haven't gotten them yet, if your schedule is coming up, then remember to do it. By the way, folks, um, forgive me for pushing uh, Ada, Ohio a bit. 1871 was when Ohio Northern was uh, established. It had a different name. It was a weird name. Ohio Normal University or something like that. <laughs> As opposed to un- abnormal no, I'm <laughs> getting it, of course. <laughs> but uh, let's see, what we got? We got about 20 seconds left here before we join CBS News for the latest. Yeah. Tomorrow, Friday, we'll wrap up the week and um, try to have a good time with you. Yeah. You still working on that guest for tomorrow? What was I to do? Um, something. What was it? Now I can't remember. Uh, I don't. I don't. We're going to have to talk about it when we're done here. <laughs> Honestly, I can't think of what you In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. As infections continue to surge, President Biden is tightening COVID requirements for most federal workers and government contractors. He'll detail his latest plans in a speech today. White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. Aides say the president will sign a new executive order aimed at strengthening the vaccine mandate he put in place this summer for federal employees and contractors. The option of taking a COVID test to skirt the mandate will be eliminated. The White House says this will see to it that all federal workers are under orders to get the shots, if they haven't already, as a condition of their employment. Schools in Los Angeles could become the first in the nation to require vaccines for students 12 and up. The school board votes today. Virginia Escamilla has children in the district. I think it gives me assurance that the people around my kids, the people around us, are doing their part to to try and, and stop this virus. Children now account for one quarter of all new COVID infections in L.A. County. Dozens of Westerners, Americans among them, left a flight out of Kabul for Doha today. CBS News has learned the Biden administration is pushing for additional departures. Face the nation's Margaret Brennan. The official said that the U.S. is pressing the Taliban to continue to release more this week. All departures at this point are only out of Kabul. There is still no agreement agreement on that other airport in the north of Afghanistan, Mazar-e-Sharif, where other Americans and other nationals remain stranded. Today's flight was the first large-scale departure since U.S. troops withdrew. The White House is expected to withdraw the president's nominee to lead the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms. Gun control advocate David Chipman ran into bipartisan opposition in the Senate. The number of people who signed up for unemployment benefits last week dropped to 310,000. And bank rates Mark Hamrick says that is notable. With another significant move lower, new jobless claims have reached a fresh pandemic low, seemingly on the verge of finally pushing below the 300,000 level. The Country Music Association Award nominations have just come out. Wrong, 
It'll be Chris Stapleton and Eric Church going toe-to-toe in the same five categories, including Entertainer of the Year. You holding me, holding you. It's a hell of a view. Miranda Lambert, Carrie Underwood, and Luke Combs are also in the running for Entertainer of the Year. Lambert, already the most nominated in CMA history, is now tied with Brad Paisley for third overall nominations. The Dow is up 74. This is CBS News. Indeed helps you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. With the help of Cheerios Oat Crunch Almond, I get everyone's morning started with a smile. It has a delicious and hearty combination of the Cheerios you love, whole grain oats, and sliced almonds for an extra crunchy crunch. That's how I set the rhythm for a great day. Look for Cheerios Oat Crunch Almond in your local grocery store. How can I make sure my office never stops working? With Staples Connect, it's possible. I need to keep my back office stocked without messing up my bottom line. Also possible because Staples Connect has your small business covered with big savings on everything you need. This week, earn 30% back in a Staples Store bonus when you spend $85 on Ink or $200 on Toner. Explore what's new at your local Staples or staplesconnect.com. Staples Connect, the working and learning store. Limit four in-store only. Visit staplesconnect.com slash store bonus for details. Ends 9-11. Um. When the temperature soared, a lot of people chilled to the tunes of a Korean boy band. Butter by BTS is the song of the summer of 2021, according to Billboard. It tracked the 20 most popular songs from Memorial Day to Labor Day. Butter edges out the number two song, Good For You, by Olivia Rodrigo. Dua Lipa's Levitating was number three. Billboard notes that Good For You was the most streamed song this summer. Levitating got the most radio play, and Butter sold the most. Jennifer Kuiper, CBS News. Benifer, smooth like butter when it arrived at the Venice Film Festival. Newly reunited Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez stole the spotlight, holding hands and masks before jumping into a water taxi and being whisked away to their luxury hotel. They're there to promote Affleck's new movie, The Last Duel, which debuts at Venice. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Are you a true crime superfan? Join award-winning 48 Hours correspondent Aaron Moriarty on the My Life of Crime podcast. Name the 2021 Digiday Best podcast. Each episode pulls you straight into the investigations, including a New York